Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today, I want to talk about something that's not about financial decisions. It's about you as we close in to Christmas the week between Christmas and New Year's and beyond, we Americans are spread all over the country and there's a consequence to that I want to talk about with you. Also, you might not expect this, but we are in the season, or as I'm supposed to say, tis the season for identity theft. I'm going back to basics with what you need to know. So things have changed so much how we live in America because of mobility we're scattered we're scattered from family we're scattered from friends and one of the great ironies of these two weeks leading into Christmas the week between Christmas and New Year's and right after New Year's is it is a time that we know we're supposed to feel joyous and happy and we may not be with our family we may not be with our longtime friends that have scattered across the country and truth be told we may have lost touch with them and so at a time we're supposed to feel all this connection and joy we feel alone lonely sad plus the weather doesn't help the short days don't help and so i want to tell you something Make the effort. Make the effort to reach out to family. Maybe something happened in the past that you're not really getting along with this brother or that sister or this aunt or this uncle or whatever. Could be a parent or a child you're not quite getting along with. This is the week to mend fences. This is the week to rebuild connections. This is a time that we hear all that messaging about peace on earth, goodwill towards men. This is the time that you can do this, that you can make those connections. And again, as people scatter over the years, think back about the wonderful times you had with this friend or that friend or the other friend because we as humans we're social beings and so use this holiday period when people aren't necessarily working a whole lot if at all use this time to make those connections and you know what you may realize when you talk to somebody how glad they are that you took that initiative to reach out to them And they may be thrilled to hear from you and talk to you. I had some friends that I'd kind of lost touch with over the years that I had worked with in a 
prior life, prior job category. And several of my friends got laid off recently. So I reached out to each of them to see how they were doing. And what was wild was how much fun we had reconnecting because we'd lost touch with each other. People enjoy people. Well, not all people, but we enjoy most people we're with. And so rekindle those connections. And I think that not just you will be rewarded, but they will be too. Yeah. And if you have neighbors or especially the elderly, they can get so lonely this time of year. The holidays are so hard for some people due to things you can't, you know, help. I mean, we always had our neighbor come to our house for the holiday dinners. He lived alone. He was an older guy. And well, on that point, if you have a, a neighbor or if you go to a church or whatever, and there's somebody, you know, who'd been uh, married a really long time and their spouse died over the last year. This is a really hard Christmas and holiday season for them. Do something nice for them. Invite them over, like you said, or take them by some cookies or something. Cookies solve everything, don't they? I mean, they they help, right? Because I remember we were at your house one Christmas Eve, Mm Mm-hmm. And you walk in the door and you smell those cookies that, and they weren't store-bought. They actually were baked in an oven. I don't know exactly how that works. I'm not, I don't even, do you know? I don't even know how to turn on the oven in our home. Oh my gosh. We always had a Christmas cookie decorating, cookie making thing with the kids and your kids participated and it was super fun. So they make their own sheet of cookies and they decorate them. And all I did was eat the Well, you get to eat them. Eat the cookies, yes. They were good. We're doing it again this year. They were like some kind of sugar cookie kind of thing. The the old fashioned butter cookies. Yeah. All right. We'll go to some questions here. Okay. Um, This is from Jeff in California. What is crowdfunding? What are legitimate companies that have a low (sighs) buy-in? I haven't talked about this in a while. Yeah, I think about this is funny because uh, five, six years ago, crowdfunding, 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 crowdfunding. We got question after question because it was the hot flavor at the time. And the idea was instead of you individually investing in something that you would own, could be a rental property, something like that, or instead of you investing with a publicly traded entity, the idea was... A bunch of people would get together, pool their money, and make something happen, supposedly. Okay, so I've never been a big fan of crowdfunding because of three things. One, generally, there's commission salespeople involved, and that's embedded in the cost of you getting into it. Second, because of the structure of it, the fees involved are higher than they are in other publicly traded kind of investing. Like think of real estate. You can buy and sell real estate funds all day long with expenses that are teensy tiny so your money's actually working in the investments instead of in the crowd fund. Third, the disclosures are very poor, not required by law at the same level, and you may be buying into something that's not anything like what's said, and then selling it can be very difficult, if not available. In fact, recently, we've had some private crowdfunders that have shut off redemptions, particularly in real estate crowdfunds, 
the money is not available to you, even if the plan documents led you to believe that when you wanted out, you'd be able to get out. Too many people have asked out and you can't get your money. So my thing is crowdfunding is neither here, individual ownership, or there, publicly traded, widely owned ownership where you can get in and out and you know with full disclosure what's actually happening. So I'm not a crowdfunder kind of guy. Susie in California says, I'm buying a 2023 Honda CV hybrid. Does Clark recommend purchasing a vehicle service contract to cover repairs, including all the new electronics in today's vehicles? I know he's been against purchasing prepaid maintenance contracts and extended warranties in the past, and wonder if his thinking has changed since cars are more complicated now. I have not, although I will tell you, it's the one category of extended warranty I'm neutral on because of what you said, that the cost of the repairs can be quite high. Hondas historically are more reliable than other brands and continue to be overall. The hybrid technology has been in the marketplace now since 1997. It is not a new technology. It is a proven technology. I'm not worried about reliability with that. Electronics and vehicles. Yes, electronics can be confounding, And if something goes wrong, they can be expensive to repair. The good news is the electronics overwhelmingly have proven reliable in vehicles. And so with a Honda, because of its historical record of reliability and the fact that the hybrid technology system has been around for more than a generation, I would say you're better off taking money. You would spend thousands of dollars to buy an extension of the warranty would be better money put in your rainy day account than put into the purchase of that warranty. But if you still want to buy one, Susie, only buy one from Honda Motor Company, not some uh, what they call white label product, the dealers selling, saying, oh, this is so much better than the Honda branded one. Buy this one. No, those are a ripoff. You only buy the manufacturer's own extension of your warranty if you choose to buy one. Steve in Texas says, I think it would be good if Clark talked about the national debt versus deficit. How concerned should we be about each? It seems like they keep on raising the ceiling on the debt all the time without any concern. So the false political battles that go on in Washington about raising the debt limit just harm the nation in financial markets, harm us ultimately as individuals as it potentially makes it more difficult for the United States to fund its long-term debt. The debt comes from the budget deficits that we're running each year. I am so upset that Americans of any political stripe do not care today about the fact that we deficit spend. Drives me crazy. In your own household, If you spend money you don't have, eventually you end up broke. What it does to a country is it makes us weak. We face significant challenges in the world from countries that don't like us. And we cannot afford to be in a position where we're running these massive, massive budget deficits each year. We need to grow up and we need politicians who have the guts to tell us that this is a danger to our national security that we are running such large budget deficits each year. 
Here's the problem. Politicians like handing out the candy, but they don't want to talk about the cavities the candy causes. When we run these large budget deficits, it creates a debt burden on the country that must be serviced. Who do we sell that debt to? You know, one of the biggest holders of our debt? The communist Chinese. And do we want to owe the communist Chinese trillions of dollars? No, we don't. Not the Chinese people. I'm talking about the Chinese dictatorship, the communist dictatorship. And so the deficit really matters because we are paying out more to people with promises the politicians are making to them than we're collecting tax for those promises. We either need to reduce the promises and what the government spends to what we bring in, or we need to, I have to say the word, another cuss word on our show, we have to increase the taxes we pay for the benefits that we want government to give us. We cannot have a free lunch. You either pay for it or you put less food on the plate. And so far, the American people aren't willing to hear that. This is why, even though I thought from a young child I was going to run for office, I could never get elected even dog catcher (laughs) because I will always be willing to tell you what you don't want to hear about what I really feel, and that is we need to be a more mature country and culture and take responsibility for the financial decisions that we make as a nation. Boy, that was like, did you floss your teeth this morning? (laughs) Sorry about that. Up next, though, something that we can relate to in our own lives, and it may have happened to you, your identity being stolen It's a time of year that happens a whole lot during the entire Christmas cycle. So how do you protect yourself and not be a sitting duck? We're going to talk about that. So identity theft, if it hadn't happened to you, has happened to somebody who you know, somebody in your household, family, friend, whatever. It is such a common crime. And when something just seems to happen out there, We start to feel powerless, and identity theft has so many different wrinkles, so many different angles, and mostly we talk about on our show and most of the questions that we get concern people applying for credit as if they're you, assuming your identity to steal a car is an example, things like that. And so we have a not perfect tool, but a somewhat effective tool, it's more than somewhat effective, called credit freeze that keeps a criminal from establishing credit as if they're you, which is one of the hardest things to clean up and can take uh, easily 15 months to two years to try to clear up the record from somebody using your stolen information to pretend to be you and buy things as if they're you. And the worst cases that happen involving identity theft for establishing credit, you will be arrested for grand theft auto because a warrant will be sworn out for your arrest when it appears that you have stolen a car by assuming somebody's identity, buying the vehicle, and fleeing. And then who do the cops come after? They come after the real you 
not the person pretending to be you. How do you stop that? You have a credit freeze. I mean, there are so many angles to this where a credit freeze protects you. And for whatever reason, and there are theories about this, there's more identity theft during this time of year from Thanksgiving into January than the whole rest of the year. And so if you've not done so, I want you to just take some time over this holiday season, take the 15 minutes and put a free credit freeze in place. Do not be tricked by the credit bureaus to doing another process that they'll try to get you to do that protects their revenue sources. Nope. Not even going to name what it is so you get confused. Just put in a credit freeze. And if you go to Clark.com slash credit freeze, you'll see how that will protect you. So what information, though, are criminals specifically looking for? Obviously, your name, but there's even something known as synthetic identity theft, where they use your personal information, but put a different name on it that fools some of the fraud systems at various banks when they're granting credit. But they'll obviously want your date of birth, current address, prior addresses, social security number. Many times they'll have all kinds of fun by having your driver's license number. And then there's identity theft light, which all of us have experienced to use credit cards, where a criminal will obtain your credit card number. They may even have the three-digit codes on the back of some cards, the four-digit code on the front of an Amex. And they're buying things as if they're you on credit you already have. That is not reputationally harmful, typically. It's just a hassle. The reputational harm involves when a criminal assumes your identity to apply for credit. And that's what a credit freeze will stop. Affects your existing credit, not at all. But it prevents a criminal even has your social and other key information from obtaining credit as if they are you and that is the most important thing you can do the second you may not have heard me address it on the podcast recently the danger of carrying checks with you do not do not do not under any circumstances carry your checkbook with you unless you are going to a real estate closing unless you know you're going to have to write a check to someone buying something. Take a check. Or if you're worried you might mess up that one check, take two. But be very careful ever having a checkbook with you. Because if somebody steals your checkbook, believe it or not, as I explained recently, you can end up in jail as the victim of a crime, but you're treated as the criminal, the perpetrator. You have to hire a criminal defense lawyer and all the rest. Checks are dangerous in this modern era of identity theft. Never, ever, not ever put your social security number on admissions forms for a hospital, a lab, a doctor's office, a surgery center, any medical facility at all. 
hospitals and other medical facilities and doctors account for more than half of identity breaches in the United States. They may be great practicing medicine. They are lousy at protecting patients' personal information. Leave that social security number blank always at any medical facility. These are basic precautions. I cannot prevent all the different possible ways and wrinkles of identity theft. But what I can do is give you the key strategies, and these three I just gave you are key and central to you protecting yourself moving forward. And sorry to pour that on holiday cheer this close to Christmas. Just want you to know the criminals aren't taking a holiday And I don't want their present to be stealing your identity. Do you remember when our friend Mark, somebody bought, was it a a fancy like Mercedes using his credit? In Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Mark's from Connecticut. It was like a yellow car too. They bought like some fancy yellow sports car. It was, it was like a Ferrari or something like that. And so um, they had fully assumed his identity. He's from Connecticut, lives now in Georgia. The vehicle was bought in Miami. He was having to hide out from the police because a warrant for grand theft auto had been issued for his arrest. And he's just one of many people who don't have their identity frozen, their credit frozen, who end up being accused of grand theft auto. He had to hire a criminal defense attorney at great cost that he did not recover to prevent ending up in jail. I mean, man, Mm -hmm. what a mess. Crazy stories we've heard. Okay, Carrie in Georgia says, Clark recently warned about checks going missing from the post office. This happened to me when I mailed three bills in the mailbox outside of the post office. Can Clark please follow up on what to do if someone has missing checks out there? How do we protect ourselves? (sighs) Gosh, I wish I had an answer to that. I mean, that's the problem with the checks being stolen. In my TV work, I've done many stories of people being arrested because of a criminal passing your checks that end up being bad checks. And the bank you're with may have the ability when they bounce that check, because what you do is you close the existing account and they issue a new checking account number to you at your bank or credit union When they return that check as unpaid, there's a stamp they can put on it, that uh, electronic stamp that says account closed due to identity theft or fraud or something like that, that signals to the company that took the bad check that you were not the writer of the bad check. There is not an automatic universal language for that but it's a standing order that it goes back with that stamp instead of just return NSF. If it's just return NSF, non-sufficient funds, or account closed or something like that, then the recipient of the check, that business, thinks that you were a bad check writer, that you were check kiting, and they may, in fact, swear out a warrant for your arrest. That's what you're trying to stop with the bank or credit union having the automatic stamp going on, making it as clear as they can to the merchant that you were not the person who wrote that bad check. And if you haven't filed a police report already. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, you file a police report. Thank you. You keep that police report on your person 
at all times. Uh, Keep it in your glove box. Keep a copy of that police report on your phone. Uh, Have it in your purse. If you're a lady, you want to have proof that you are proactively dealing with a checks stolen issue. And in your case, if you haven't done the police report, get that done. Ron in California says, I've frozen my credit in all three agencies, as you suggest, but should I continue to pay for identity theft insurance since it seems unnecessary and I could use the $75 a year for other things? Definitely stop paying the $75 a year. And what I can tell you is a good idea is if you temporarily thaw your credit, you can set up a dashboard on Credit Karma and they'll be able, and then your credit goes back frozen. They'll be able to advise you for free when there is attempted activity against your credit. And so it's basically free credit monitoring. And John in Kentucky says, I learned this year recently that rather than spend $85 in postage to ship a $10 calendar gift to friends in Australia, because with COVID, Oz only accepts packages via airmail, you can actually log into Amazon Australia with your USA Amazon account and payment method and buy and have things delivered within Oz. The same free shipping offers as if you were in Oz. So last year I was able to buy $55 worth of gifts and have them delivered to my friends in Melbourne for free. Then I found out that that was $55 Australian. So what actually hit my credit card was you know, 67% of that or $36.85 US. <laughs> and my credit card will charge me only 1%, if anything, for the international purchase. I may well never ship anything other than cards and letters there from USA again. Apparently, Amazon offers the same ability in any country where they have a major presence, UK, Europe, Canada, etc., but they don't advertise this. Yeah, and I thank you for mentioning this because we had somebody make this suggestion several years ago about Amazon in Deutschland, in Germany, that they had done the same and saved all that money by buying through Amazon for what would then be in-country delivery. And you're able, as an Amazon member, to do this. And what a great way to let your friends and family overseas know you did not forget them, that Santa does make cost-effective deliveries in Europe, in Australia, in a number of countries. And thank you for taking the time to bring that up. And I want to thank you for sharing your tip with us. And all of you who take the time and share information, advice, guidance, talk about what's happened to you in your life that can serve others. We are all about, at Team Clark, that we all work together as a community to help each other and improve each other's lives. That's our deal. And I appreciate so much you doing that. We do have Clark.com community and we have our fellow money savers community where we all encourage each other to do better with each dollar that comes into our wallet to make sure as little of that dollar goes back out. If you check community.clark.com, you can join in on the fun. It's all free. Huh? And it's all free, of, of course. Of course it's free. And uh, you just give us your social security number no. and other you know, key no. identifying information. And if we don't get a chance to visit with you again as we lead into Christmas, I want to wish you and your family, if you celebrate Christmas, a very Merry Christmas or a happy holiday season and a wonderful and prosperous 
2023. But we do have two more shows before we but, take but our people, vacation. People, you know, they get busy with family I know. and I stuff. I just don't want them they, to think No, they done. may not hear us. And so I wanted just to yes. lay that out there. And I'll say it again. Okay. As we move each day steadily closer to Christmas. Do you have any Christmas wishes you'd like to spread? I just hope everyone has a peaceful and happy holiday and that everyone's well and safe and spends time with people they love. And to my fellow celebrants of Hanukkah, we this year, unusually because we follow a lunar calendar and Christianity follows the Gregorian calendar. Most Christians follow the Gregorian calendar. And so the holidays don't usually cross. This year we cross. So if you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah to you. But we'll be back. But we will be back. Tomorrow. I mean, I'm not saying no more shows. I just know (laughs) know. people start to tune out this week leading up to Christmas. Okay. Am I in trouble with you? No, you're all right. You just better show up tomorrow. That's all. I will show up for work.